sports moms have something to say. Yes, we do. We'll have a chance to interview across the board from athletes to the parents to the coaches to even the trainers. Yeah. And we're not afraid to share our journey. We're not afraid to tell other moms what we went through in order to raise up a student athlete. So I believe that it's inspirational. Yeah. We able to tell our story, the good and the bad. Yeah. We can give back positive information. Absolutely. You know, we can empower them. Yeah, I think it's time for the mothers to be a voice. Yeah, yes. that's it. Yeah. It's time for us to, to let you know what's going on. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is your girl, Shannon, at Can We Talk Sports. We're back again. What? All right, so yes. let's start at the bottom. I'm here with my host. Carmen, a.k.a. Mama D. Hey, and I'm Karen. K-Dog, that K-Dog, that K-Dog. Oh, no, no, we talked about this. No, no, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. Don't even say it. Don't even hype her up like that, because listen, we've been talking about this K-Dog stuff. We're going to get this right, right, Karen? Yes, ma'am. Okay, we're going to get it right. All right, so listen, we got a video to show you, um, because this is how my week has been. This is how I feel right now. Go ahead and show that video. Hi, my name is Yvette. I'm calling from House Experts. I'm following up on your request for a free estimate on flooring. If you'd like, you can call us back at 1-800-555-5555. We look forward to hearing from you soon. All right, so listen. That's how I feel right about that. I know there's a lot of problems out there that can relate, right? You're trying to work. Your kids ask you 700 questions. Are they acting up? You want a conference call, a meeting call. You just be trying to find something. You just like, and you know, and they come up to mom, mom, and you be looking at them like, and you're trying to not get distracted, right? You're, and you just like, you want to give them a look. You're trying to find bracelets, everything. I can How many shoes have you thrown? Shoes, cups, shoes, uh, bottles, water <laughs> bottles, <laughs> right. and it's like right in the middle of like a good meeting. Mom, mom, I need to talk to you. Mom, <laughs> and so you lose train of thought in your meeting and everything. And oh my gosh! And then look, it's so funny because my husband be coming around the corner. Leave your mama alone. I'm like, oh lord, I'm like, right. <laughs> Why, the <laughs> why do they call us first? They don't say daddy, daddy, daddy. They call, they always say mama, mama, mama. And then they get in your face, right? Like, and then wait, my favorite run, they slide you a note. Really, like, I'm gonna sit there and read this note. I'm in the meeting, I'm on the phone, and they're gonna slide a note. And I just be like, and I just give this look like, are you serious? Oh my gosh, I can relate. That video, when I saw that, I was cracking. Up, it's like what? It is so many videos out there. But then when you're not on a call or nothing, 
it's like crickets in the house. Ain't nobody around. Nobody want to talk to you. Ain't nobody there. But as soon as you get in the beating, it seems like all the jokes come out of nowhere like ants. Just like when you yeah, so that video was, that was good. So, Carmen, how was your week? Oh, my week was busy. Like, um, I'm a licensed benefit advisor for Medicare. So if you guys, if any of y'all know, um, it's the enrollment period. So mandatory 10-hour oh, yeah. days, Saturdays. Like, I'm like, really? No. Wow. Mm -hmm. See, at least you ain't throwing no shoes at nobody. No, well, okay, so <laughs> true. that's true, but my son, Malik, has been in New York, D.C., and on his way to Miami right now, and so I'm babysitting the dog, Bruno, 120-pound oh, no. German Shepherd, and Bruno will come in the office when I'm trying to work, and he'll put his head up like, hey, come on, let's go play, and I'm like, oh, you know, Bruno. <laughs> oh Lord, but don't throw no shoe at the dog though. You can't throw it. He's the sweetest dog though. I mean, he's the sweetest dog, but oh, he just needs attention. And I'm like, you better go to that kennel. Like, I ain't got time right now. Oh my gosh. Oh, and then my husband comes up. My husband will take him for a walk. And so he gets all excited when my husband gets home because he's like, oh, we going, we going, we're going outside. So then, like, then I don't exist no more, but, you know. Oh, my gosh. Karen, what about you? Uh, What was the question? Yeah, that's the kind of week you must have had. Yeah, okay, what was the question? Right. Yeah. Uh, I haven't been doing too much, you know. You ain't got to no shoes? No, you know, the house has been quiet. My daughter and my grandbaby, I haven't seen them in like a week or so. So it's just me and my husband. So it's been pretty cool. You know, it's been cool, cool, cool. So, well, since your house is quiet, I'm going to send them over to your house. <laughs> right. Shannon, when did they go in? When did they go into the classroom? Who? Or when the who are you sending them into the classroom this right. semester? Who? Who are you talking about? The yeah. kids. Because I saw that say the test. Okay, listen, even if I send them to go. Even if I send the three in the classroom, I got these other big ones here. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Momo. Momo. Little house Momo. on Sherry. <laughs> the voice Good night, John John. Yeah, Walters. The Walters, right. Good night, John John. Right. No. No, uh, no, mine are home. Mine are home. Cause see, it's funny. Cause matter of fact, my my son, uh, my eighth grader, just cause we're all in a group chat. So he just texted me and said, Highlands Park kids, um, they canceled their game for this Monday because of so many kids have COVID, and that's yeah. in Dallas. Yeah. So, well, hold on, where? And that's in Dallas. Hi, Highland Park. Highland okay. Park. I'm still yeah. seeing volleyball matches over there next week. Yeah, they canceled oh, really? this game. They canceled this Monday game because mm. of that. Yeah, so, and then the team that the was going to play Prosper, they canceled as well. So yeah, DeSoto is looking for a team to play. So with Pro wait, Prosper? Yeah, really? I think it's Prosper. I think that's mm. the name of it. Well, look at look at everybody's cancer. So it's like by the time you put them in school, they're going to probably turn around and send them right back home. So mine are here. Right, you know, right. Right. Yeah, there's those days. 
Okay, y'all can yeah. do your prayer with them. But other than that, it's been good, you know. Yeah. Besides shoes throwing. All right. So listen, we got a special guest, Sports Mom University, Miss J Jamesetta. Because my mom, yeah, my mom name is Joe Etta. So I can get the Etta part. I can get the front. So Jamesetta. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, look at that. Look at that. Don't play. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right. Don't play. So anyway, we will be right back after this with our guests. One of the things I do at Sports Mom University is I tell the stories of my fellow sports moms. It is my firm belief that every sports mom should tell her story because her story is the answer to another sports mom's prayer. Um, when you look around, most of the time, when you see the stories of moms, it's a feel good thing. Um, it's how she overcame something, um, but it's not like the real nitty gritty. Um, every sports mom's not a single mom. Every sports mom's not getting out of poverty. And frankly, every sports mom's kid is not gonna play in high school or college. Even with that, every single one of our stories has value. And so on Fridays, you will see me premiering my blog. It's called Free Game Friday. And I'll tell the story of at least one sports mom every week. I guess I should tell you guys why I do what I do. When I was going through the recruiting process um, as a single mom, um, I was looking for the place for moms. Like, where do you go to get your mom questions answered? Like, moms have questions that dads and coaches don't have and so as I was looking for places to get my questions answered I didn't find one like there's a place for um, coaches and trainers and you know there's groups of dads but I didn't have a group of moms and even when my son played in college I would meet moms and we'd always say well dang I wish I knew whatever the thing was before I wish I knew it was in when we were in high school, um, it would have been helpful to know this in advance. And so since that place didn't exist for me when I was going through the recruit recruiting process and just raising my kids, I just decided that I'd create it. So I am the place where moms go to get their questions answered. So let me ask, looking back on your journey so far, name one thing that you would never do again. I know that one straight off the top of my head. Let's have it. I will never approach another coach about playing my child. Because it inevitably got my son kicked off the football team his senior year. It ruined any prospects he had of going to college to play football. Um, and, and it's not because I didn't think I was right. It's because the end result is not what I anticipated it would be. Wow. <laughs> that wow. was powerful right there. 
Welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having us. Welcome to the show. Wow. Ms. Jamesetta, how are you? Oh, I am doing well. I'm doing well. Every week I get a little bit better. Um, so good times uh, over here. I want to say I like how you address the moms because you're right. So many moms, we get these glamour life moms, right? But then there's not the moms. I want to hear from the ones who will tell what they've been through. I, I don't want to hear from the doce and the, the Michael Kors and I don't want to say it, the bougie moms. I'm not trying to be funny. I want to hear from them moms who um, you have moms whose sons or daughters have made it pro, but forgot about them. Right. There's 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 some out there. You have moms who have given their sons and their daughters everything. And these they go off and get in these relationships and whoever they're in that relationship got their nose wide open and leave the moms out. So I like the fact that you want to, we want to talk to those moms who's really been through. Yeah. Definitely. I like that. I, I, so how did you come about with that? Um, it's really funny because I never really set out to have a business. Um, I just wanted to help no. some friends. And that's originally what I, I started doing. I would put my friends together with coaches and um, athletes and and I would just put them together so they can get their questions answered. But last year I went on an adventure. Um, I left my job. I'd been there for like 20, 20 years. And I was like, okay, God, we're going to go on this adventure. And during my adventure, I did an event for moms called High School Football Mom. And so uh, my friend was like, hey, do you know, you know, when, when people actually pay for what you have to offer, that's like business. That's, that's a business. You have something people pay for, like, Dude, that's business. And it took me a minute to be like, oh, wow, I have something that people, not just my friends, but people actually in general want. And I thought about the things that I didn't have. And I realized just from, I actually coach moms in my in my church. I teach a, a, a class and I realized that we all have stories. And as women, we don't tell our stories. Nope. There were There are moms who are just dying. They've they've got kids and they've got work and they've got a husband and they, or they don't have a husband, but we tend to just look at everything as if, you know, it's okay. I'm all right. I'm all right. But you're really not all right. And the exact thing that you need to make your life better is something that another mom that's in your space has, but because you don't ask, well, then you never receive. And so I just said, you know what I can do? I can tell our stories. And I can tell our stories in our voices because to your point about the bougie mom, you know, every year, Mother's Day, Christmas, you have all the NFL players, all the basketball people. They love their mamas. I'm not mad. And those mamas are all well-dressed or they've been through like a super hardship. And I was like, well, some of them are just not me. But my story matters, too. And I, I started to think that, well, Probably a lot of moms felt like, oh, I can't relate to that. And so I said, well, if I put as many, if I tell as many stories as possible, then somebody somewhere is going to see something that really resonates to them. And it answers something that they've been praying for, but they just really haven't said, hello, I'm over here. I need help. You know how we are. We're dying. Yeah. We're dead last. Everybody else is well fed. 
They got mm-hmm. their homework done, clothes are ready for tomorrow, and we're sitting down like too tired to eat because we've right, done right. all the things. And so I said, well, I can tell our stories. And at the very least, we can read about our experiences because at this point, you figured out something. If you're past year one, you figured out something, whether it's how to keep them fed or clothed or, you know, you figured out how to carpool. You know, <laughs> if you signed them up, you figured out how to sign them up. So you have, you have something that the mom behind you who's just considering, um, you know, that she can she can actually use um it's really funny because like even the the moms like i have a mom i interviewed and she talked about how she felt really bad because her son was fabulous in practice but would not play in the game like just for whatever reason it there was a disconnect and then she realized he liked donuts and so <laughs> she was the mom on the sideline with her five-year-old Saying, you know, he was doing soccer. Go kick the ball. If you kick the ball, you get a donut. And she's like, <laughs> I hate that I became that parent. But what was what was powerful is that I had another mom whose son played baseball, and he was like three or four, and and her thing was a corn dog. And so it's like they these two moms who were feeling like they were awful, they look at each other's story, and now they're like, okay, I'm normal. I'm, I'm normal over here. Um, so it, it's important um, for us to realize that we have value. And I, I think um, one of the most hurtful parts of doing the blog was figuring out how we feel about ourselves. Um, originally, I would ask people and people would say no. And so I started I always ask why. And I started tracking like over the, I've been doing the blog for a year. So I started tracking the reasons that people said, no, they didn't want to be interviewed. And overwhelmingly the top reason is that they don't feel like they're a sports mom. Like they look, they're comparing themselves. I have a lot of moms who compared themselves to like my son played in college and they're like, well, I'm not like you. Well, who said you had to be like me? Do, do, does your kid, are you a mom? Does your kid play a sport? Like this is sport, any sport. Um, so that was, it was very hurtful to see how we devalue ourselves. Wow. And another, yeah. another thing was hurtful was particularly moms of girls. I actually um, have heard moms say, well, my daughter just cheers or my daughter just dances or mm-hmm. she just does insert sport. It's and it's like I, I'm like, OK, are you realizing that you're telling her that her sport isn't as valuable as a man's sport? You're never saying it. You would never as a mom say it out loud like your sport isn't as valuable. But when you start telling people, well, I'm not a sports mom because she just does. And it's only that like those are the two. The way that we view ourselves and the messages that we send to our daughters about the things that they do that was probably that those are the two most hurtful things um, about doing the blog. I'm not sure what, where we get that message. I've been asking moms, like who told you that you aren't a sports mom or who told you that your daughter's sport doesn't have value and they never can tell me a specific person. So it's been, that's been something that I've been trying to figure out, like how do we do better um, as for ourselves? knowing that we have value, that your journey doesn't have to look like somebody else's journey, but you're on it 
and you're in, and you're influencing someone along the way and you know your little athlete is getting fed and he's not homeless and he's got some health benefits and he goes to school he makes it to practice so like and you're doing it year after year after year, year after year yeah. and we don't value what we do that's the craziest thing i just don't know where we got that from well i think I think social media, um, I want to say, hi, Erica Wilson. Um, it's funny. She's one of a sports, actually, she's a sports mom. Son is in the NFL. And so when my son went into the um, NFL, she took me under her wing. And I think what happened, and so she, I got to see a side of her because if you see her, I mean, the girl is sharp. Like, this chick is sharp for real, right? But so when you see someone like that, you get intimidated, right? Because you're like, because that's what I think people paint as the sports mom. That's the look of the sports mom. But when you sit down and talk to her and she tell you your story, like me and, and uh, Karen interviewed her and we were sitting there like, wait, what? Wow. And so she has a book called It Had to Happen. And so right. when you listen to her story, you're sitting there like, and you wow. did. And then you, and so, but she was like, hey, I'm gonna take you under my wing. I'm gonna show you the ropes as a rookie mom. And the problem is you don't have a lot of that. But like you said, you see this on social media and they paint this picture of what a sports mom looked like. So then, like you said, these other moms are like, well, I don't look like that. Well, my son ain't quite popular like that. So I'm not a sports mom. And cheerleading is a sport because I cheer. Listen, that's absolutely. 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 So for all y'all that don't think it's a sport, please. That's a sport. It costs. It's expensive. You have mm -hmm. to train just like everybody else. You have to take care of your body just like everybody else. You got to learn cartwheels. You got to learn. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's strenuous. It's a sport. Mm -hmm. It's a sport. But I think because social media and what this glam life that's been painted then it separates what sports moms look like. And so you're going, well, I don't look like that. I don't dress like that. I don't have that kind of car and I don't have that kind of money. Mm -hmm. I'm not a sports mom. Yep. Let me tell you something. I'm a sports mom. I wish you would tell me I wasn't one just because. <laughs> <laughs> does the kid go to practice? It doesn't even matter how old they are. Are they going to right. practice? Is there, a right. judge in, is there a judge involved? How much okay. money you forking? Checks you writing in you writing. <laughs> How, go count how many sports bottles you got up in your cabinet. Right. Right. How many t-shirts? Uh, room and yeah. find all the jerseys and all. You see this right here. Man, I wish somebody would tell me I wasn't a sports mom. Man. Right. And how many times have you eaten in the car on the way to practice? Uh -oh. On the way oh. on the way. <laughs> you like how many times have you? Wait, Thomas, you're on your. Run. All right, can I have a big bag? <laughs> I mean, like, you know, every menu from every, every restaurant, you know them awful. You know, right. you know they're specials because you're trying the to happy meal, right? Yeah, you value meal. Chicken what day right? the special is on? Chicken McNugget day. So, you knew, can I get a six pack with a small icy orange? When they were little, you knew everywhere they could eat free. Like you yes. did. Oh, you yeah. Were, oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the time you got done paying for games and meat fees and cleats and, you know, all the things, you're like, okay, where can we cut corner? <laughs> you're always and in the corner. After game pizza. Oh. Yes. 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 Where are we going? Oh, we won the game. We're going to pizza. Oh, my God. We eat pizza one more time. True story, our track coach, I loved him to death, but his favorite place was Golden Corral. 
So we knew. <laughs> we're going to Golden Corral with you. Like, oh, we're going to Golden Corral. <laughs> Didn't matter what. Right. We were right. traveling out of town. Like, when we find a Golden Corral. We're going to so Look, the steaks at Golden Corral pretty good. I'm not mad. The rolls are fabulous. So you know you're a sports mom. If you go get ice cream after we practice or a game, you go get pizza, you go to Golden Corral, and you drive to McDonald's and Burger King, and we come on, you a sports mom. Yeah, you're a sports yes, mom. Yes. And you're and if you felt mom. like you were when you were guilty, remember when Subway started the five dollar foot long and you can like get all the vegetables and you're like, well, we got vegetables on this foot long. So yeah, we got a we got all the Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. That's a sports mom. I tell you what, man. The things that we did. So I'm just looking at ladies like, how can, how dare you say that you aren't doing this whole mom thing? Like, hello, right. we're doing it. Right. right. I, you know, I don't know if it's just something that we, we looked at the men were the sports. They took care of the sports and we, as women, we took care of the house and the water and cleaning up. And we kind of like separated ourselves. I know for me, my husband was a coach. I was having babies and I wasn't, I wasn't going. And, and when, but when my son got into to sports, that's when I got into it. And matter of fact, that he's mad because I got into it so deep and he's out of it right now. You notice the roles are changing, right? So like at first women weren't that far into it. Now you have women who are anchors, who are, who yeah, are coaches yeah. now, right. who are referees. like referees. There's literally, in it, but I mean, yeah. you, you sit, you spend enough time sitting in the car, you know, why, especially when it's cold, while your kids on the field, you, you're like, I ain't getting out there in that cold. So you sit in with the heat on, you, you watch it enough, you're around it enough. It's now you're like, you're in yeah. it. Yeah. You're literally intertwined in it. And, and this is something that women miss. And I tell, I tell this to my moms that I work with. A lot of times we don't do sports because we're like, we don't know sports. We're going to look stupid. But what you do is you show your kid that I'm willing to, to look stupid if it matters to you. That's and so right. your kid knows, like, my mom really loves me because she don't look. Let me tell you something. My kid played soccer one year. I don't even know how you can be offsides in soccer. I'm like, <laughs> like how is that even work? Like, how? Like, how? And, and in hockey... Like, how can you be offside in hockey? It's round. Like, what is really going on? <laughs> like, it's not like you line up against each other. I'm so confused. Like, I'm still confused. But he, but he appreciates the fact that I was willing to be like, "Yep, yeah, we're gonna." You know, I didn't. I wasn't a hop. The the actual soccer moms, they were all nice and quiet, and I brought all my football. Go yeah, yelling. I was yelling. Yeah, like, but you know what I'm but he was like, that's my mom. She totally loves me. She was willing to look crazy. <laughs> you show them that you value them. Yeah. yeah. Usually yeah. they tell you, well, it's okay, mama. You you don't have to do this. I know that you love me because you tried. <laughs> um right. and, and women miss that part. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys it, in my household, it was a little bit different. Because, well, my brothers all played football, played all the sports, but especially football. They played in college. My, my younger brother played for the Giants. We went to the Super Bowl, all that, all that good stuff. And when I met my husband, it was right after the Super Bowl. And he's from the Democratic Republic of Congo. He's French speaking and he played soccer. He didn't know nothing about football, <laughs> nothing. Okay. So our first date, I made him watch the Super Bowl. And he was like, Mm -hmm. Okay. After about 
three, four games of football. Now he the expert. So <laughs> I'm like, oh no, no. Wait, you guys didn't have the argument about what's real football? Right. I'm, I'm so surprised. Well, no, not really, because I mean, he picked up football and I mean, I, I, I breathe football. So he picked it up real quickly. And if he wanted to survive in my family, like he was going to have to pick it up. So I mean, he didn't, you know, football and, you know, football, um, the soccer. Yeah, no, we didn't really have that. No, he was a really good soccer player, tall, really good soccer player. But he picked up on football and he he ran with it, actually. Mm. Good. You, right. you, you trained him right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Until he became the expert. He's trying to tell me what they should be doing. And I'm like, uh-uh, no. Like, like you're new here. You, sit down. You're new right. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Out of the stories in the interview of the moms, what um, what is the struggles that you notice with some of the sports moms? You know, the mental struggles. I'm going to say this is big. It's identity. And I actually teach a workshop um, called Who Are You and Who Are You Raising? And this came out of moms not understanding their value as well as children losing themselves to sports. So a lot of times we as moms, this is so easy for us to do. We know what our kids like. We know what our husband's like. We know what our boss is like. We know we, we kind of lose ourselves. And so sometimes I ask, I would ask moms, like, what do you like? And really they, they couldn't remember what they like. Yeah. Like, you don't know, you don't like, I don't like fruity pebbles, but I eat fruity pebbles because I actually have to get them for my kids. It's like, we lost ourselves yeah. in all of the parenting. And sometimes we lost ourselves in who we were married to. And sometimes um, I've seen women that lose themselves in their, their jobs. And so I, to combat that, I actually developed a workshop. It's a, it's a half day workshop. It's called, who are you and who are you raising? And the first thing I do is I talk to moms about the voices that are competing for their identity. And then after you realize the voices that are competing for your identity, then we walk through where do those voices come from? Because they come from specific places. And, and once they have a grasp that, wow, maybe I, my identity isn't what I thought it was. Maybe I have forgotten what I like because I am focused on what my children like or what my husband likes or what my boss likes, or I'm doing something just to keep the peace um, and I'm minimizing myself. Okay. Once you realize that, then you, and you realize where, what the source is, then we put together a plan for how we can begin to take ourselves back. And after they focus on themselves, then we pivot and I let them know, Hey, these voices that are competing for you competing for a little man and little mama too. So this work that you have done, and it's not, it's, it's not complicated work. It's very simple, but simple is hard. And so the exercises and things that we do in the workshop are very, very simple. They're just hard because it, it's, it's, very, it's very difficult to really pinpoint when you've lost yourself. And so we, we do it for moms. We help mom, I help moms then go through the process so that they can go home and do it with their sons and daughters. And 
we build blueprints for how do I go home after I've left this workshop and I make sure like I have a blueprint, a written document that I can refer back to, to say, this is who my family, this is who I am, who I want to be. This is what I, who I want my children to be. Um, because they have to begin parenting with the end in mind. If you don't know what kind of children you want, you, what kind of adults you want to have in the future, then you will end up, you'll do things haphazardly. And raising a child is very systematic. Um, you guys know our, our, our babies that played a sport, we had to teach them to give up things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they weren't mm-hmm. going all the places. They weren't doing all mm-hmm. the things. Yeah. And so you have to be very systematic with molding their character because sometimes if you don't mold it properly, then they're giving up things and they become resentful. Yeah. And so it takes work. So that's one of the things like identity, huge with moms, very, very big also with our children, I was just doing some statistics and it, and it said that um, anywhere from 15 to 40% of athletes in high school and college will suffer from depression. And they do mm. suffer, they suffer the most when they're taken from the game for some reason, wow. whether it's injury, whether it's getting cut, whether it's some kind of medical issue or whether they're, they're they just don't go to the next level, whatever the next level is. And I try to prepare my moms because I say the one thing that every athlete from every sport has in common is that they're going to actually all have to leave the game one day. And so you yeah. have to start very early preparing them. So it's the identity thing. It's huge with moms. And it's very big with our children as well. But how can you help your child level set on who they are if you don't know who you are either? Man, that uh-huh. was deep right there because I remember uh-huh. – at a time in my life of praying and asking God to help me be a super mom, help me be able to be a wife, a mom, a, go to church, do all these different things. But mm-hmm. I still didn't know who I was. And I almost had to tell mentally say, okay, I'm going to worry about what I want like to do after my kids have grown, after they've accomplished what they wanted to do. And I literally had mentally put that in my mind. And so right now I'm at a stage in my life that where I'm trying to figure out what I like to do. And so my family, my kids and stuff think I'm crazy because now I'm all about me and what I like to do. And they're like, mom, we don't have no time. Well, you, I, I gave you all my time. You, you know, all, <laughs> now, 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 now it's really very common. Mm-hmm. I have it. I had a similar experience, Karen, because we were taking Monique to college and we fixed up her dorm and everything and we're driving home and I'm in tears. She was the middle one. Um, And so I still have my son left at home, but uh, me and God started having this conversation and I was like, I don't know who I am. Like I have lost myself. Like my, I define myself as a mother and I tried to pour everything that was good in me into those kids. And I defined myself as a mother. And I was like, I'm losing, like, I'm I'm not a mom any, anymore. Like, that's not the thing that I need to put first anymore. And God said to me, just as clear, redefine yourself. Mm. So I had to start going through that process of, of finding out who I am and what makes me happy. And what kind of things do I need to be looking for and not just please, not just living through my kids? Yeah. Um, 
I think when my kids started playing sports and I realized, okay, God, this is the call. Because I've always been the one to say, God, what's the plan for them? And so I've always told them, you know, if sports is what you want to do, please make sure this is what God is calling you to do because there's a purpose. It's a Mm -hmm. vehicle. On the other side, I I separated because I said, I kind of made it like we're going to race. So now God, what's my purpose over here? I, I tried to separate it. And so it was it wouldn't be just them and not me. So when God started to show me my call and my purpose in business, so it's like, okay, God, you put them together. So that's kind of how evolved sports and stuff came. So it's like, all right, God, you called me to do this. You called me this way. And I've always told him, listen, I'm going to make it with or without you. So whether you go or whether you don't go, I have a purpose. And I've always tried to keep that in front of me that, my assignment is for you, God. Whether mm-hmm. my kids play or whether my kids don't play, I have to keep that because if I don't, you will lose yourself. You'll lose yourself behind them. And so there's times they've seen me, I'm still going. They might sit on the side of the road and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm still going. I, I cannot because then I'll lose who I am. Mm-hmm. And there's others that need what I have. And there's others and there's others out there that I need. But if I sit here behind you, then I'm going to lose myself. So mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of always in my scripture I stood on was um, Jeremiah 29. For I know the plans. So when I hit a moment, I'm like, God, you knew the plan. What's the plan? Tell me the plan. I need mm-hmm. to know the plan because that's that's how I was able to to keep going. Because you do you see moms who hide behind your kids. And sometimes it's because they felt like they failed, right? They felt like in their growing up years, they made a mistake, they had kids early. So I'll hide behind my kid. I'll keep pushing them. You go be successful. And when you become successful, then that takes me with you. Ah, uh, that's true. Yep, that's common. Yep. That is true. That is so true. You, go be, you go be the big name, and then that's gonna help me be the big name because I'm the mom behind you, right? Because I didn't be a big name, but you can go be that big name for me. And you find dads that do the same thing. You go be that, you go be that star quarterback or that star, you know, NBA player, that hockey player, because I didn't do it. And so they kind of hitch a ride behind the kid, which the sad part is now you've causing your kid to lose their identity. They're young. You know, you see these little kids out here on a football field at the age of nine and ten with some shining gold shoes, they got the band, they got the look, they got the swag, but they don't have the respect. They don't know who they are. All they know is they're they're the star athlete. And that's how they talk to you. They don't even, they're the star athlete. And it's because that's what they're building because they don't know who they are. So now they're teaching their son or their daughter not to know who they are. And it's very easy to do that, to get your child confused because one of the two places that we actually give our children like real props is grades and athletics. That's right. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't like show them that they have value outside of grades and outside of athletics, like we don't just say, you know what, you showed up every day and you gave maximum effort. We're going to celebrate that the work ethic, um, just the work ethic, not the mm-hmm. you worked hard and it and it accomplished A, B, or C. But hey, you worked hard. You're a hard worker. Leave it. Leave it there. Um, we just don't realize that we're we're subtly teaching our children at a very young age that they've got to perform for us in order for us to love them. That's and, right. And that's something that's 
very seductive. I found, I, I didn't realize wow. it until I've, I've interviewed a lot of moms over this last year. And that's a common thread. We praise them for athletics and we praise them for academics. And so they begin to perform for us. And when those things go away, then we have like these little fractured relationships because we have children that don't believe that we love them just for being. That's right. Who they are. Right. Who they are. That's you have to tell them. It is hurtful. I tell them I love you, whether you play or not. I was laughing with uh, Karen. I said, I told my son, I said, if you ever stop on to play football, I'm still gonna love you. It, that has nothing to do with it. I said, you be who God wants you to be. But if God tell you to go be an astronaut, I might start shaking a little bit. Like, <laughs> but I'm gonna send you to the moon. I'm like, okay, you know. But regardless of that, I still love you, whether you play or not. I, and he'll tell people. I could stop right now and it doesn't change how my mom feels about me. All my children, they could tell you, I could stop playing sports, that doesn't change. Um, but I'm gonna challenge you. What is it God telling you to do? And see, Shannon, that's powerful because a lot of times, even those of us who call, who are Christians and we go to church, telling a child clearly, it's not about who I want you to be, it's about who God wants you to be. That is so powerful. That changes the whole dynamic of your relationship with your child because they don't feel like they have to perform for you. It's who God, because you, you find kids growing up being what their parents want them to be. Absolutely. And they laid it down the line, they're depressed and they're frustrated. I did it for you. My all my kids will tell you ever since they were little, you be who God wants you to be. You have a relationship because God forbid, if something happens to me, you can still keep going because mom taught me to be what God wants me to be. But if something happens and I'm and I'm teaching you to be what I want you to be, then if we're gone, then you're lost. But if I keep saying, What did God tell you to be? What is God telling you to do? What what, what is God telling you? I keep them in that direction because. They, as they get older, it's like, you know what, mom, I feel like God's telling me I need to do this. Okay, mom, I feel like, you know what, I feel like God's telling me I need to go to this college. Okay, because I'm not him. He can, he's the only one who can give you life. He's the only one that can feed you, take care of you. Say that. You know what I'm saying? He, he's go, when you go to college, he's going to be there with you. So when my son went to college and he got to OU, I said, now this is what you say to God. God, you got me here. God, you keep me here. And that is what he says all the time. It doesn't matter where you go. Okay, God, you got me here. Now you keep me here. So if you don't keep me here, that means you don't want me here. Because he, he puts it in a place of, you got me in this opportunity. Now you keep me here. That means I have to trust you to stay here. Yeah, that's very powerful. I mean, that is super, super powerful. And lots of moms, they don't do that. And so they don't even know, they don't even recognize that they're teaching their kids just subconsciously to perform for them and not perform for God. And so it's been in, it's been cool to be able to collect the data. I didn't set out to do this. I just set out to um, tell some tell our stories. But once you tell the stories for a, a period of time, you get some trends. And yeah. so the trends are showing up. Um, mm -hmm. You know, what, wow. was really, what was really startling. One of the questions I asked on the on my blog is what's your biggest pet peeve as a sports mom and so i just need to let y'all know i need to interview every single one of you um but i asked them okay what's your pet peeve and i promise you i thought moms would say coaches i thought they would say school administrators kid you not uh, their biggest pet peeve is other parents 
Who knew mm. we out there just acting wild? Acting a fool, right? Out there right. just acting all, Like, why are we right. like this? Right. Like, why true. are we like this? And that was mm -hmm. just so funny. And when they tell me it's parents, they are specific. I had a mom tell me, well, she used to sit down on the side of the field and she was in this kind of chair and she would wear, I was like, whoa. Like, it's not just like a general other parents, like they have very specific instances, very specific words. And so that was very shocking to me. And I'm like, well, you know, we all think that we're actually being good out there on the side of the field wow. and at the game, mm -hmm. but we're really not. I mean, did they are they thinking that that mom was uh, being too much extra? I mean, they could have very well had the same chair and did exactly what she did. You know, I mean, like, like that's the level of like when they say that a parent is the problem. Like, they're not. They know. They remember the incident. Like they'll re remember it down to what the person is wearing, what where they were sitting, the side of the field that they were on. Oh, okay. It's very specific. And it's very interesting because, like I said, that I thought they would say, well, I just knew the answer to that question was going to be coaches. Because you right. hear so many parents talk about coaches. And so after a year later, it's it's us. I was like, wow, we're just out oh. here. Just we're just out here doing the things. Why are we, why are we like this, people? <laughs> I mean, is it us? I mean, I'm just wondering, you know, I, you know, I'm from a predominant black community. We have over 300 kids in our program and we may have 30 parents. Here's and I'm like, what uh, is it? What, what do we have to do to get us involved in our kids? Not necessarily sports and even school and everything that they're involved in. What do we have to do? To get us involved. And you know what's uh -huh. funny? You're you're actually describing a pet peeve. A pet peeve of, of sports moms is my is parents who drop their kids off and use sports as babysitting. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and and so the thought process, I don't know if this is true or not, because I haven't had an opportunity um, to interview the well, the moms that drop off the kids and just leave, or even the dads. But the, the common thread is that parent moms, the moms I've interviewed, they feel like sometimes parents see athletics and sports as a babysitting service. So you drop your kid off and you go do whatever it is that you feel like you need to do. That's me. I've done that. But 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 doing it once or twice is is I've been I've learned that if you're a parent that does it once or twice, that's different from being the parent, what I've learned is that there are parents, and I mean, I saw it, but I didn't realize how widespread it was or how many other moms were, were observing it as well. But there are parents who never stay at practice, whether it's raining outside, whether it's cold, it could be lightning and, and maybe practice is gonna be um, like, called early. Oh, so maybe, you know, sometimes you just need to stay because you're like, I know we're starting, but yeah, we right you know what I'm saying? But there are parents who they just don't care. They're going to drop the kid off, not even get out of the car. Tell them, hey, your coach is down there. Walk down there to your field with your stuff. And they're going to leave. They don't wait to see if the coach is actually on the field. They don't wait to see that if their kid gets to where they're supposed to be as far as their particular area, they're gone. And in their mind, they've said, well, okay, practice lasts an hour, an hour, a half, or however long. And they show up exactly when practice is absolutely over.
or late and the coach is sitting there waiting for him to come pick up the child. That's another pet peeve. Because I've seen that a lot. I, you, you know, I, I can say that honestly, I used, I used to drop my child off because us as parents, we are doing so many different things. So I'm looking at, okay, you got to practice for an hour. I need to run to the store and get what dinner. I can run home, put dinner on, and then I can come back and pick you up. And then when I pick you up, you get your home. I take your bath. Then it's time to do your homework. Then you go to sleep. And I repeat this cycle over and over again. So just think, I have a husband. Just think about the single mom that don't have anyone there to help them. And they have more than one kid. And they're having to juggle all these different things. So I'm playing the devil's advocate right now. That's us not asking for help. That's a real big problem for us. Like it really is. We're dying. And that's part of the reason why I started telling stories because you're, we're literally dying to your point. Like what if you could just say, Hey, I need somebody to be my surrogate mom for my kid at practice. Um, one of the things that I tell my mom. No, we're not going to do that. The surrogate mom, we're not going to do that. Well, no, we won't. Like, like, hey, I don't need you to be especially, a practice mom. Especially if the other mom kid is the superstar. You're already playing. Oh, please. Yeah. You ain't going to do that. Just, this, this ladies, humble out. Just get you a practice mom. Like, right. get you a practice mom. Right. I, I, I tell them that. Like, you got to have, a, like, there's buckets. There's three. You need, and these buckets should always be full. You have a relationship bucket. You have a time bucket. And the bucket that really matters the least is your money bucket. But like for the relationship bucket, I tell them, think about your life. Think about, uh, this is this happened to me one time in the, in the South, we have tornadoes. And once you, once the tornado warning comes, if you work in corporate America, they put you in the little area and you can't get out. So we were in the room that I couldn't get out of until the tornado had passed, but my kids were in school and they were getting dismissed from school. If I didn't have someone who is in my relationship bucket that I could call to be my surrogate parent for, for a little bit, my kids would have just been out there like, uh oh, my. and so we as as moms, we need to have a relationship bucket of a person that, you know what, maybe you're the one that takes them to practice, but I'm the one that picks them up. Maybe you're the mom that cheers for everybody at practice. And I, because I recognize that you've cheered for something, some, maybe I do something special for you one day of the month. Maybe I say, okay, she's my, my parent, my surrogate parent for practice. So one Saturday after out of the month, I'm going to give her two hours of time so she could go be by herself. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, a, it's a quid pro quo because we die. Like we got high blood pressure. We stressed mm -hmm. out, our hair falling out. We don't, like we never have time for ourselves because we don't say I need help. I do have a mom, my twins are in eighth grade and um, Shanti, I love her. She'll call and she'll say, hey, can you bring um, Brian home with the boys? Or I can call her. So we are like back and forth. It's like, hey, can you bring the twins homes? And she's like, yeah, no problem. I got you. And so I can, she can call me, I can call her. So I can truly say, it, and it's it's a relief because I could be out and I might be running late. Or if I'm at home and I just don't feel well and I'm like, can you grab, can uh, the twins ride home with you guys? Not a problem because we're literally around the corner from each other. And it's just, it's not a problem. You know, they're in the eighth grade. Jaden, you know, she, I'm, I'm blessed she's in the 11th grade. So she has her high school friends that'll pick her up for school for practice. And so you're right. It, you need the help, but they're not going to ask. They're not going to, they're not going to say nothing. You know, 
I want them to. I'm I'm learning how to. So the goal for the fourth quarter is to build an actual community where I can bring us together, where we can actually be vulnerable with each other. And that mm-hmm. I have a goal for one asking for help. One day we're going to have a nationwide equipment co-op, ladies, that we have built ourselves from the ground up because equipment is heck of expensive. And that's the one thing that I wish that I you know you. Once their kid gets to a certain level, they have extras and you wish you could bless somebody. And then sometimes when you're little, you know, so equipment's a big thing. But just having a community where we can actually be vulnerable, where we can say, hey, you know what? I'm really struggling. Help. And then the women in your city who are a part of the sports mom community, they just come and they help you. That's just super valuable because I have seen moms literally like they're working from the car because they had to come to practice and they, and they're stressed out because they're on the deadline. What if you just had a friend who you could say like you, Shannon, Hey, I, I, I need to finish up something at the office. Can you, can you get my baby home? Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe you, you spring for dinner. So everybody has dinner on you while you go and you do all the work that you need to do. Mm-hmm. It's so important for us to build relationships with each other. Do you That's think it's true. because the moms are getting younger? Um, because you gotta, you know, back in, you know, my mom time and era, I mean, moms now, you, you're like, how old are you? I'm 33 and you got like a 60 year old. Wait, what? You know, mm-hmm. do, do you think it's because moms are getting younger? And if you pay attention to some of these young moms out here and, and, and okay, I'm gonna say it now, you know, it's true, right? <laughs> so stop. Some of these mamas that come to practice You'd be like, girl, why are you wearing that? Because, you know, they'd be looking at the coaches, right? Yeah, so you'd yeah. be like, Mm-mm. put that on her. Yes, she Like, girlfriend, no, no, don't do that. Don't do that. So then yeah. now you, you got the kid who mama dating the coach. Mm. So oh. the, 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 it, that's why I'm wondering is it because the mamas are getting younger? I don't necessarily know that it's age, although it could be. What I have noticed is that. When we were growing up, there was this sense of interdependence, like we needed each other. But the spirit that we have now of like, I'm independent. I don't need anybody. I'm going to handle all of this on my own. That's really a big thing. And so I find that it's maybe it is because they're younger, because I haven't figured out why. Um, Maybe it is because they don't have an opportunity to really develop into who they are before they actually have a, their own child and they're trying to figure out who they are while they're raising someone. Um, but it's really interesting to note that that whole, you can't tell me what to do. I'm independent. I know what I'm doing. It impacts the way that they interact with other parents on the actual team. It interacts, it, it impacts the way that they interact with other, um, other teams. Like even with, if you are playing like, you know, in, in a rec league where there's multiple teams in the same part, like you can really feel like people feel like, Oh, don't tell me nothing. Better yet. Don't tell my kid nothing either. Like, ma'am, if you would, I've done this before. I've been where you're trying to be. If you come over here and let me help you, you'd be all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, really, you, we all have You've seen that mom that you're like, girlfriend, if you just gave me two good minutes, I could help you. I could help you. Two minutes. Two minutes. She's got one kid on the field. She's got one kid next to her. She's got one kid that she's holding. Like, and and, and it's chaos everywhere. You just like, 
I can help you. You just need two more minutes. Or you see that mama, you like, girl, come here, let me take, don't, don't come up here and that no more. Just baby, baby, stop. Don't, don't, don't do that. You, you do, but you're, you're like, if you say something, you don't know if you're going to get the neck. You don't know if you're going to get, don't tell me. I don't have, so you're just like, you just sit there. You're just like, man, I, I, that's going to, that's going to be a bad, that's, that's not going to come out well. That's not going to turn out too good. <laughs> you know, you know, right? Here, come on, come on. Y'all know. I'm the mom. I, I didn't really mix with all the moms, right? I, I observe. I will sit at the mm -hmm. top of, my kids will tell you, I will sit at the top and I'll watch everybody, every culture. I watch every mama. So I know the mama who you can't tell her nothing because her son or her daughter is at the top of the game. I know the mom who's like, oh, I'm just here. I really don't understand the game, but I'm here. I know the mama who will cut you, won't cut you out and cut the coach and cuss them out. So I, you see it all. And then I know the mama like, oh, she going for the coach. This ain't going to turn out right. Like it, it's not funny, but it's almost like a comedy show, right? Because you're sitting, I sit at the top and I'm watching everything, but I watch the kids. And you see the kid who's like, I wish my mama would stop yelling. Or you see that kid that's like, my mom's really not there you know the kid who mom isn't there or dad isn't there right but it's just like you want to say something but you're just like no let me just keep quiet because if i say something you don't know what you're gonna you're gonna deal with so i didn't know moms have been watching me so i get a phone call about a couple months ago and one of the moms like do you mind being the vice uh president of the booster club and i was Ooh. like Wait, what so yeah they asked me to be the vice mm -hmm. president of my daughter's booster club. So she's like, you have a lot that you could teach us. And so you have to wait till they want it. Yeah. That's not your life. Yes. Yeah. You have to be the example. And then you have to let them come to you. Because if you go to them, it's almost like you're offending them. And you're not trying to. You you see something, you're trying to help. But when they come to you and go, hey, can I ask you a question? Or I've noticed mm -hmm. that you don't get involved with all the other moms, and but yet I know you're there. Because I don't. Because I'm mm -hmm. some moms are cat fight. Like, mm -hmm. rare. And I'm like, mm -mm. <laughs> right. And see, I'm the, I, I, I'm more of a shepherd. And so I know all mm -hmm. the, I get to know all the mamas. And I know all the mamas. And so I would be the one that is helping head off the cat fight. Because like, <laughs> You, when you get to know your mamas, you know, oh, that one right there, you can't talk to her because she don't know, she has no filter or she hasn't been, you know, <laughs> some of them don't, you know, some of them are just really, they go zero to 10 and it's no reason. And then afterwards they're like, dang, I shouldn't have said that. You're right. Let's, let's, let's try on the front end, you know, pause for a minute before. So I, I would know my moms and it, and you are so right. Some of them, they really, really don't want your help, but some of them desperately want your help and don't know how to ask right and those are the ones you have to kind of just gently come alongside and be like hey friend don't be intimidated i didn't realize that there were moms who were intimidated because you do like some those of us who you know after a while the more your kid is playing the longer you play you get efficient you get systems and it's mm -hmm. not like you're and it's not like you're like super sweet because you were born super sweet you just been doing it a while so you're like oh this works that and so they're the new moms are like, oh my gosh, I can't even ask. Like, yeah, you do want to like I would be like ask questions, ask me questions, ask me questions because I want to help you. It's just it's it's a big mix. 
it's a big, big mix of people, but it, they, you're right, they do watch you. They watch us that have been around. Um, if people start, um, I don't know, I know you guys have noticed this. If people start, if people outside the theme start speaking highly of your child, there's a group of moms that are gonna start watching you. Uh -huh. Some of them are gonna watch you for good reasons. Uh -huh. And some of them are gonna watch you because they wanna try to tear you down. Uh -huh. It goes with the territory, but it's, we're always being watched at some point in yes. time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, when they speak highly of mine, I'll be like, who? My kid? <laughs> um, let, me, let me help you. Let me tell you something about this joker. Because I do. Because they'll, they'll say, oh, you're a kid. I'll be like, who are you talking about? Let me tell you about this joker. I had to knock him in the chest the other day. I had to do this. <laughs> and so then they're looking at you like, really? I'm like, girl, please, let me tell you about these. Man, this the other day I had to choke one. Other uh, one I had to knock against the wall. Like, you know, I, I don't let them just... I know they see how good they are in sports or, or their accomplishments, but I have to say, hold on. <laughs> At home, yes, I've taught them to be leaders. Yes, I've taught them with character, but we have our moments, right? And I'm gonna let you know we have our moments. Like I'll tell them, like <laughs> my daughter, she hates when I tell this story. So like when my daughter was playing, you know, she's playing basketball and she called me and she was out of town. And so she called me, she goes, mom, um, I don't think I'm, I'll be back later. I, I need a break. I need a moment. I said, wait a minute. You got a game on Friday and you're going to tell me you need an extra week. I said, hold that thought real quick. We're going to call your coach. Do, 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 do. I said, now tell your coach you ain't coming back because you need a moment. I said, well, my money needs a moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I let him know. I, I have kids. We have issues. I told her. I said, "Oh, you need a break. My money need a break. I ain't had a vacation since I've been putting up with all y'all." So, anyway, but I let people know they're they're yes they they're they're good kids, but they have their moments. They're so, still, like like you said, they're they're still your kid. Like no right. matter what you say, what people say, they're they're still your kid. That's funny though. That's really really funny. Yeah. So. Shannon. I have yes. to agree with you about age, though, because I I just I think the mothers are getting younger and I just don't think that they're teaching their kids to be like we taught our kids because I taught kindergarten for several years. And yes. one of the reasons why I left kindergarten is well, I was like, <laughs> this five-year-old is not going to run my classroom. Like, that's not going to happen. Like, you might run the house at home, but uh, <laughs> no, no. I mean, you got you have four or five-year-olds saying, no, I'm not coming. That I had one mom. It was the grandma. Mom was military, and she was um, overseas. And so she was four. She wasn't even five yet. And it was the Christmas program and everybody was, you know, everybody had their parts and everything. And Natalia, I will still remember that child's name. Natalia, <laughs> grandma called me and said, Mr. Longa, Natalia decided she doesn't want to come to the program tonight. <laughs> and I said, put Natalia on the phone. <laughs> oh, hey, Mr. Longa, Natalia, we are all depending on you and you need to get yourself ready and get dressed. Stop giving your grandma a hard time. I expect to see you in about 20 minutes. Okay, right. Mr. Longa. Okay. <laughs> Natalia showed up, did her part. Nope. It was like 
they, they're looking for boundaries. And so if you don't put those boundaries up, they're going to run over you. And so yeah. parents, these parents now that are younger, they think it's cute. They think it's funny. You know, they're laughing at these little kids. And like, yeah, it might be cute at three, but at 10, it's, it's not going to be cute. Like shut it's it down not. now. It's not. You know, it's so. Not. So like, well, wow. you're right. Because like you said, the grandmother was like, oh, she doesn't want to come. No, right. I mean, I'm, listen, I got, a, I got an eighth grader. No, I got an eighth grader. So he act like he, I told him, I said, I'm, I'm making you play sports not to be famous. I'm teaching you leadership, right? Mm -hmm. There's, I'm teaching you discipline. There's a difference. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for you to be famous. I'm, I'm, there's something I need you to learn. So this joker thinks he can outsmart me, right? So he goes to, he goes to football practice and he had a stinger. Well, when he had a stinger, he jumped, well, prior to, two years prior, um, before he had broke his wrist. And I know that was traumatic, but I made him go back so he could face fear. Mm -hmm. So this time he had a stinger. And so he jumps up and the coach said he jumped up talking about he was having flashback of his wrist. Wait, wait a minute, y'all. <laughs> so he was like, he don't want to play no more. And so I said, did he really pull that? So the coach called me talking about, well, Miss Mace, maybe he could just be the manager. I said, no. I said, he's not getting out like that. I says, no, he's going to play. No, he's mm -hmm. going back to the field. And I told him, I threatened him. I said, let me take him something. I said, you better play like you ain't never played before. So now, wait a minute. So now he's he's there. Now watch this. Because he's thinking, I can outsmart you. So he's there. But he what he does now is he goes in the back of the line. When the coaches are calling guys up to run a play, he starts uh -huh. He started tiptoeing in the back of the line. I said, keep on tiptoeing. I got you. Oh, you will play. You will. But any other parent would have been like, oh, he's oh, oh, right. Oh, you don't have to play. They had no flashback of his wrist. He knew if he Boy. used that, right? Like if he used that, he, had, tell me he jumped up. Tell me he couldn't remember that. He had a flashback of his wrist. Well, you're right. Like because they're younger, the they don't the, the discipline isn't there. Mm -hmm. um, they let them the phone, and and we all been guilty. But the phone babysits the kids, um, and then if they're seeing whatever they're you know the parents are doing, and if they don't care, and then it's like, you know, they just kind of get lost in the wind, you know. And mm -hmm. the like you said, it becomes practice becomes a babysitting place. Yeah. 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 I think we got our work cut out. I mean, um, yeah, we yeah. to um, let moms know that their voice is deserved to be heard and that their voice yeah. is important. And so um, we got a lot to do. Yeah. So, yeah I agree. I totally agree with that one. It's, it's very hard. I yeah. like that every mom has a story. So don't compare yourself to other people's story because somebody needs to hear your story. They yes. do, because your story is the answer to another mom's prayer. Yes. 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 See, yeah. I'm about to throw a shoe. I got one right here crawling on the floor. I told you. Y'all see me, right? Y'all been seeing me look at him like, see what I'm saying? So now I can get off the show and go choke this thing <laughs> All right. See what I'm saying? I'm, I'm trying to look. Right, well, I'm being, I'm being telling you my story. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally going to actually interview you guys because it's really funny. This is how much we want our stories. I do yes. the blog and it's written, 
but I've had moms say, well, can you, can you actually let us hear their, their words, their own words? Because when I interview, I record it and then I go back and transcribe. And mm -hmm. so, you know, there's only so much you can actually put in reading because of attention span, but your stories are so important that people actually want to hear your sisters out there in the bond of sports mom or sports mom, sports motherhood. They want to hear your words in your voice because you matter and your story matters. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah, good. So what you got coming up next? Um, Amen. What I'm going to do next is um, I'm going to teach my goals. I'm going to teach workshops this actual month, but I am planning a virtual event for moms. And I want to have us really understand, of course, we'll do identity stuff, but I'm a part of a YouTube show. In our show, we break down certain things. Like um, later tonight, I'm going to post some tips on how to create a successful huddle highlight. Moms need to know what that looks That's like. Right. Um, how do you know when you're in the age of social media? How do you know when your child is actually being recruited? Um, right. Consent, like how do you make sure, like it's been really um, eye-opening to see like major organizations like the U.S. gymnastics team, um, the U.S. taekwondo team, there are like allegations that have been proven um, and some are being investigated of sexual assault against the actual athletes themselves. So um, we'll talk, we'll have a session on how do you recognize as a mom, how do you recognize the signs of what? sexual assault or sexual abuse? So what I'm planning for the, for the end of the year slash the beginning of next year is a virtual conference just for us so that we can actually learn all the things. Oh, so awesome. James Zeta, um, James Zeta, what, what's your background like um, education wise? Cause I saw you talking about um, credit and I saw you talking about your financial and these kids going to college and not getting credit cards and, building up their credit. And then I saw you talking about like your household and um, the rhythm in your house. I love that. <laughs> I, I like, I really like that. So what's your background like? So I, when I went to college for political science, um, that's my actual wow. background. But through life, really what you see is the things that I wish I had. I was the kid whose family never talked about money. So when I got to college, you could have just, you know, I pretty much had the word sucker um, written across my forehead because like I didn't know anything about credit. So I made every mistake that you could make, but then I recovered. So I know that there's lots of people who don't actually learn. So I said, okay, what, what, what can I fill in the gaps on? Um, I'm also like a licensed insurance professional. I help, um, small businesses create benefits packages for their employees. So part of that is understanding what people can afford um, mm -hmm. and helping them like do budgets and debt snowballs and stuff. So all of the things that I actually um, talked about are things from my life, things that I wish people had told me that I had to go out and research on my own. And I just want to give people what I didn't have. When I say I'm creating what I wish I had, that's really what Sports Mom is about. Giving moms coming behind me and their children everything that I wish I had for as far as credit is concerned, as far as parenting is concerned, as far as recruiting. And then we have a, a great network. And so what I'm doing is what I don't 
have expertise in, I bring in my friends who, who do have expertise. Um, for example, um, I know I, I will teach you the basics of credit, everything you need to know to preserve it. But I have a couple of friends that actually specialize in helping people rebuild their credit. So I bring them in to talk to my moms for free. Like mm -hmm. if you want to prepare to buy a house and you want to know step by step by step exactly what you need to do, I'm going to, I bring my friends in so they can talk to them about it. Um, I have friends who are coaches, um, friends who are trainers. I just take advantage of my network and just really, it's about providing moms with the things that I wish I had, but I didn't have. Hmm. I see psychology. I mean, good. the way you just break down people's thinking. And, yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love that it. The grace of God, like, girl, I was like, Lord, please don't. If I can make it so some mama does not bust her head wide open. Mom's from the country. And my grandma used to tell her, stop running before you bush your head down to the white meat. And I'm like, if I can, if I can help some mom somewhere, really just, can I, can I just save you in some area? That's all I right. want to do. Yeah. I right. love it. I love it. Yeah, Live resource. Yeah. yeah. So how can we, this has been a great show. How can um, moms get in contact with you? Um, they can actually reach me on Twitter or Instagram. I'm at sports underscore mom underscore you. Please feel free to, my, my kids say dive in my DMs, uh, send me a message. Um, I have a Facebook page for Called sports mom. She said, "Dive in my DMs." That's bro. what my kids say. That's what they say. That's a young people lingo. We can do it. What? We can yes. say um, so they can actually like our on my page. Um, it's called Sports Mom University. They can like my page, and I'm totally available via email um, as well. Um, if you go to my my social media. Click the link. Um, it'll shoot me an email. Um, sports mom, it's James Edda at sportsmomu.com. They're totally welcome to contact me in, in any way possible. I do respond, people. I promise I respond. Okay. Well, I just went on Instagram and I just accepted it just to follow. So I am on there and I will be getting in contact with you. This has been good. This has Thank been you good. Absolutely. And we would love to know more information about the conference. I think that would be good. We would love to spread it and help other moms. So, so. Yes, ma'am. All right. So, listen, this has been another great show on a Thursday on Can We Talk Sports. Again, tomorrow is Friday Night Live <laughs> in Dallas, Texas. So, listen, games are going everywhere tomorrow. You guys be safe out there. Have fun. Enjoy your weekend, and we will be back Sunday at 9 o'clock with another great show. This is your host, Shannon, at Can We Talk Sports. I'm here with my host. Carmen, a.k.a. Mama D. And? Here, here, here. <laughs> you know, she, Look, look, she had a moment, y'all had a silver. She wanted to say K dog, K dog. I was going to say K dog. She held it down. She held it. Karen, did you hear it? I'm trying to create. Create. Oh, we're going to get it together. I was waiting for the K dog. I really was. But I do want to say this. I'm so excited because we're coming up on one year. Of Kevin Congratulations. Congratulations. It is around the corner. One year, y'all. We've been going for one year. So and we're we, taking a break. 
We're taking we're a break, y'all. We're going to actually take a, we're gonna take a little break, a holiday break, right? We're going to take a holiday break. And yes. then we'll be back. But we'll let you know when all that happens. But anyway. so Wait, let me so tell that, them, Shannon. Let me tell them something. Oh, oh Lord. There she goes. There, 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 there go that mama. We've been doing this for a year, you guys. And we we're appreciate for everybody for liking and sharing. But we want to take this thing to another level. We need That's marketing. Right. We need someone to come help us with our website and market this show because we 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 feel that it is valuable to get this yeah. information to the parents. So in this link, there is a GoFundMe. Yeah, I, 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 I ain't too proud to bed. What's that song? I ain't too proud to bed. Ain't too proud to bed. <laughs> so there, in this link, there is a GoFundMe. Um, you know, uh, and if you have one dollar, five dollars, two dollars, something that will help us go. During the winter season, we're going to be working on marketing, working on getting some things in order, businesses in order, all that good stuff. Donate, 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 or share with somebody, share with another sports mom who you think that needs this information. That's all. That's it. All right. So we will see you Sunday at nine o'clock right here on Can We Talk Sports. Have a good night. Good night. night. Thank you, ladies.